Welcome, guys, to another episode of Mindset You. This is episode I forgot. I believe it's 67 or 68 at this point. I don't know, but we're in the high 60s, and I can't wait till we get to 69. I don't think it's 69 yet because I know. Mm-hmm. I think 67, I know 67 because 67? the last one you okay. started with your joke about those one more six would have been my You're favorite. right. You're right. No, no, no. But then the... No, that's then the second one. We oh, that's right. The one that's You're right. Yeah, 68 yeah. then. So we're, we're at 68. We're close. To, we're close to my other favorite number, 69. Yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be a special episode. That's going to be, we're going to talk about sex. I don't, <laughs> I don't care what you guys say. That's going to be <laughs> a sex episode. Um, today, also, by the way, sorry, Jason Moreno. We got Moses Santos. We got Francis. Um, won't say his last name. I'll always, every time I say your name, I'm like, you know, we can't say his last name. He doesn't want it. Um, I thought today we were going to do the the, the nickname. Oh, you want to do no. the, the nickname? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Punchline <laughs> J. We got Moody Mo and we got fucking Mr. Roboto over here um, who fucking needs to go by the fucking structure of everything. Um, today, we're talking about some fitness myths. As an ordinary guy who looks on social media and stares at a lot of fitness stuff on social media, got a lot of people telling you to do certain fucking things. And I mean, I don't think everything's bullshit, but I feel like a lot of things, it's exaggerated to fucking sell something. And there's a few things that I wanted to talk to you guys because you guys work in the fitness industry, have worked in the fitness industry for quite some time. Um, So let's jump into that. So first off, I want to talk about ice baths. I know you guys have done that in a renewed mindset and stuff like that. Um, but you hear people who like who do it every single day. Now, what's the what what the fuck's the point of freezing your balls off <laughs> before you start the day? Like I know they're like, it shocks the system. And it's like, yeah, but like there's so many other things you can do to shock your system <laughs> than freeze your balls off. Can somebody please explain it to me? <laughs> Well, on I'll start off and then Mo, you can jump in more. Um, so one of the things it does, and and this is like the, I think the the key framework of what you're talking about. Like, we can talk about all like the benefits of these things, but then yeah. let's talk about like the intention as well. Um, but uh, cold exposure is known to have a big impact in terms of your immune system. And, and that's one of the biggest aspects that your immune system, because and you say the shock your system thing, it's more so that it hits you so hard where your immune system has to kick back on to in order to be able to regulate itself. Right. So anything that you do it that, that you, with that intention is like just like exercise, you're pushing past your stress levels so that you can create a response of repair, a response of bringing yourself back to normal. The more you practice that lever, the more you practice pushing yourself to the very edge and coming back, the more fluid it becomes, the more adaptable you become as a person. So when you're talking about your nervous system from the immune response, that is one of the benefits of, of the ice bath or any type of cold exposure. Mo, you want to? that was great i knew it he said he was gonna do it and i didn't believe him (laughs) (laughs) that was fucking that's my father everybody that's that's where i get this lovely sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) he just looks like an oversized child he looks like a fat little mexican kid (laughs) that was great that was epic man oh that's good um 
Well, continuing on uh, picking uh, picking off where Rance is left off. Picking up where Rance is left off. Um, I think it depends again on the intention. What are you, what are you looking to do? So before it was known for like ice baths for athletes. More specifically, we would see like these pro athletes going to ice bath after like a really hard workout. And now they find out that it actually has negative impacts to strength and performance. Um, it's actually more beneficial to to do it before your workout. And and the reason is goes back to to that idea of the nervous system. And the nervous system have basically two states, parasympathetic and sympathetic. So parasympathetic is basically when you're in that relaxed state, when you're in like meditative state, or you know, you're just chilling, relaxing. And then sympathetic gets you into a high alert state of fight or flight response where your nervous system actually increases performance, increases strength, increases adrenaline, cortisol, all of the things you needed in order to perform at a higher level. So what the ice bath does is actually puts you into one of these states. And like Rancis says, it shifts your homeostasis, basically where your nervous system um, is comfortable at. So we all have a homeostasis where our nervous system understands how to, you know, regularly digest food, how to regularly go into sympathetic states and parasympathetic states, how to deal with stress, how to enjoy and be happy at sometimes. It already has this idea. But if you start to do ice baths, what you do is you start to change that homeostasis. So like it's been proven to help with anxiety and depression, right? Because it's, it's creating you to be, it's putting you in a state of being in the present. Um, and it's increasing, like it has mindset components, it has immune components, it has, uh, you can burn fat because it actually talks about burning brown fat when your body goes into that state. And burns right. this specific fat. Where, okay, that was my thing was what's brown fat? Oh yeah, so you have different types of fat. You have like brown fat, white fat, pink fat, um, and they're all serve different purposes. So the brown fat is like the fat typically around your neck, right by your thoracic spine, mm -hmm. and it's really used. It's there to be used very quickly. So like in moments that you need to survive, right? So like if you go on a sprint, you're using brown fat. If you go on an ice bath, you're using brown fat because it's easily accessible. And the body knows how to use it to put it back, to get the nervous system back into homeostasis. So that's what it's used for. So ice baths have been proven to help with burning of fat, right? So there's so many components, but going back to what Rance has said, it all depends on your intention. So in Renewed Mindset, we use it for the mindset component. So it's really to get you to understand your self-dialogue when you're in a moment of discomfort. Yeah, And I think that's really beneficial when you're trying to to understand how you perceive discomfort and deal with discomfort in your life. Because fundamentally, the idea of the discomfort is based off of the concept of understanding how to keep your kind of clear thought process, how to behave in a certain way, which goes under training, you know. So we talk a lot about the, the Navy SEAL quote about, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to your level of training. So as you learn to experience those moments of discomfort, those moments of challenges, and you train in them, you practice in them, you learn how to bring yourself back to a place where you're, oh, I can handle this. I can deal with this. Uh, similar to like what Goggin says with the idea of the cookies. So he, in his book, in his first book, he talks about the concept of uh, remembering your past kind of experiences 
And when you're in something that seems really tough, you can use those past experience, past stories on how you overcame something to help you push through another object that's in front of you, another obstacle that's in front of you. So as you go layering these experiences up and you create the practice of like, oh, I'm in one of these moments. I know how to behave here. You learn how to literally impl implement mental tactics to control your nervous system, to respond in a way that is going to get you the best results towards the intention that you're trying to achieve. Got it. So I guess my thing is like, I understand that aspect of it. And I get the point of doing like ice baths or like cold showers and stuff like that. But I guess like the, when people are like, oh, you should do this such and such amount of times. Like you should do this every day, every week kind of thing. And it's like, I guess it goes down to like the point, but let, let's say it's somebody who like isn't an athlete. Cause like I get the whole athlete thing, you know, and stuff like that, or like getting your mental there. But like, I guess what's the, I feel like, is it a gimmick to get people to like, to subscribe to these things where like you have to do this every morning kind of thing. Like, I think, I know that's a tough question to ask cause it's really subjective. I personally, like, I think there's, there's multiple layers of it. And, and with the first layer, I'll just, I'll talk about it this way. I got into fitness into training and, and all of that because I wanted to share with the world what I received, right? I used to train very heavily martial arts and the experience that it brought me, I was so grateful for that. I wanted others to have that experience when I would talk mm -hmm. to someone and they're having challenges and so on and so forth. I'm like, Hey, this is the answer, right? So that was my main pursuit of like why I wanted to become a coach because I was like, I don't feel, there's no moment in time when I feel more empowered, more in control and more alive than when I'm, I'm training and I'm improving and I'm able to physically express what I'm emotionally or mentally experiencing. So when I got into it, I looked at it that way and I tried to get other people to do what I do. I try to get people to train the way I trained and it was outcome based, right? When people hire a personal trainer, they're not looking for these almost spiritual awakening. They're looking for an outcome. I want, you need to lose weight for this wedding and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. So then it becomes about the thing. It becomes about the, the exercise or about the reps. And it loses the essence of like, this is why I want to do this. So I think a lot of it gets lost in translation in that sense, where it becomes kind of an elitist thing of, oh, this is the action that XYZ does. So therefore, I want to be like XYZ. It's about the outcome as opposed to like about the experience. So when like understanding that, like I personally do cold showers in the morning, right? And it's why the reason why I do it is what it brings to me. And I would love to tell everyone to please do this because you're going to have this amazing experience if that's your intention. But if it's not, you're not. It's, it's just going to be a, a thing that you do to check off a box and it does nothing. And then you're like, hey, hey, am I part of the club now? You know, and I think that's where it goes a bit south. And yeah, I know Mo I think has a lot of um, experiences with with some of the things I do. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, Rance is, 
you know, Rancis being Rancis has that, you know, the long-winded response with the the story and stuff. I just think it's about doing hard shit. Like, do hard shit. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a cold shower. It could be a hard run. It could be... But one of the things that, like, and this I learned from Rancis is that our purpose as human beings is to explore this world, right? We're We're yeah. here to create experiences, like he said. And the only way you do that is by creating like emotional experiences and that's done through physiology whether it's you know going on a roller coaster or you know being intimate with somebody or working out or public speaking or it doesn't matter what matters is is that you're experiencing something but the thing is are you training that so going back to rancis's point of like the navy seals we don't rise to the occasion. We fall back to our level of training. In order to do those things, you have to practice it. So you have to do hard shit every single day. And cold showers is just one of them. Do they have all these scientific, neurological, physiological benefits to it? Absolutely. So does training. So does drinking alcohol. So does all these other fucking things that Everything. you can do. Everything has a benefit and a consequence. And it, it's either really about does it serve you and help you move towards whatever it is that you want to be, or is it hurting you from becoming that thing that you want to be? That's fair. I think that's that's a good explanation. Um, so my next question goes down. It's not really like a oh, is this bullshit or whatever. I think it's just it was always interesting to me. It's the it's a human thing where it's like you need to stare at the sun for a certain amount of time because like growing up it was always like don't stare directly at the sun. You're going to go blind. And now, and now we got some scientists who's like, dude, if you don't stare at the sun every day, what are you doing? And, um, I'm just curious to one, I don't understand why we are supposed to look at it. Um, I don't. I don't think he means directly at the sun. Yeah. I don't think you're just. Supposed are you, to are you just supposed to be in sunlight? You're just that, supposed to be. Yeah. You're supposed you're just, to go outside. Yeah. So it's so all about. He's saying sun. it in a nerdy way. He, he, he actually says, "Go outside and play." He actually warns you, "Don't stare at the sun." Oh yeah, really? Like, okay. Yeah, cool. He tells you, <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I've been but doing he, it wrong for the past few days. <laughs> people, people take like certain clips, and I think that's the other thing with social media is like you see these clips of you know maybe Huberman talking about one aspect and yeah. you take it so like directly. Literal. Yeah. Literal that it's like, this is stupid, but they don't understand the context because they didn't watch the four hour podcast yeah. that Huberman does every fucking time. So I think, but there are a lot of benefits to sun. It's all about the circadian rhythm. Uh, the circadian rhythm is like the clock inside <laughs> of our bodies, right? Our nervous system. Um, SAT words. <laughs> well, it, it, what it does, it's, it, it enables us to really understand, um, when our peak kind of performances throughout the day are, and there is a general circadian rhythm to like the human body itself. Um, and the sun helps create alignment between those things. So if like you okay. think about it, if you think about all the different animals that that are up. Like we were just talking about my dog waking up at 545, yeah. right? It's because of the sun. The sun starts to come up around that time. He knows it's daytime and it's yeah. time for his walk and it's time to get go to eat, which he's excited for. Right? So he has this rhythm in his, his body that allows him to just wake up naturally. Right? And the same thing for us as well. Um, but there are things that can throw your circadian rhythm off, such as blue light, 
talking about like the computers, the cell phones, the mm-hmm. TV, and that messes with yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what fluorescent lights. Yeah, that's what Rensa said. Yeah. So those things will will throw your circadian rhythm off and actually disrupt your sleep because even though you may be going to sleep at eight thirty, if you're getting that blue light, your brain perceives that the daylight or the sun is still out. So the brain activity is still really high, even though you're sleeping. So you're not really truly getting deep sleep. So this is why this looking at the sun or being in the sun more specifically early in the morning when you wake up helps set that kind of rhythm and tone. You'll notice yourself getting more tired by like seven, six o'clock. Like once Mm -hmm. the sun starts coming down, you'll feel sleepy. But if you're watching TV, if you're watching blue light, going to disrupt that pattern and i must have been i've been disrupting that pattern for so fucking long because i fall asleep with the tv on you and 200 Um, million americans yeah everything everybody (laughs) else in the fucking world pretty much yeah that's that's a key factor with all of this right all of this becomes very heightened in terms of like oh this is like a miracle thing because of what's actually happening how people are living their lives so now it's like when in the past you didn't have to even recommend this because it was part of our natural habit now it's something that has to be practiced purposefully right and another thing to to to, to, to speak on top of what oh those are special glasses yeah they're they're blue light glasses yeah Yeah, so Mm -hmm. one of one of the the factors with the light is uh, are you familiar with cortisol jay no so cortisol is like the stress hormone right it's been known for to it's like, oh, this is stress. We need to keep our cortisol levels down, so on and so forth. I right? call that Ashley. <laughs> now, what's understood more is about cortisol is not like we have to keep it down. It's like kind of what we were talking about with the ice baths. Is like we need to be able to regulate it, but also it serves a very important purpose. So when you receive light, you get an increase of cortisol. And going back to what Moses was saying, your um, circadian rhythm starts to adjust the energy within your body. So in the early morning, you expose yourself to light, you spike up your cortisol, which helps you Mm -hmm. wake up, which helps you gain energy for the day. And at nighttime also regulates that. It's like, oh, we received cortisol this early in the morning, so it must be time to start bringing it down. So all of those things are signaling your body. But what it does is fundamentally just connects us back to nature, connects us back to our natural rhythm of things. And when you like the easiest way to think about this is like, you know, you travel to another country, you get jet lagged. Why do you get jet lagged? Your whole system gets disrupted because you're in a different time zone. When you think about time is something as a construct that invented by man. Why? Well, because of the sun, that's the only thing that time represents with when it comes to being jet lagged. Yeah. The sun has changed. And so therefore our signals are, are confused as to what it's being received by it. So that just gives an indication of the power that the sunlight has on your system, on your digestive system, on your energy levels, on your, on your hunger, on your sleep cycles, everything. Like we are... <laughs> We are plants. robots. <laughs> plants. Plant-based robots? Plant-based robots. <laughs> no, I think that's interesting. I, you know what, what? Now that you mentioned that, I wonder what it was like, like everything in the start of the pandemic. 
like when everybody was like on lockdown and stuff like that. Like I remember like when I got my physical, like when we started, when you could like go out kind of thing, I had really low vitamin D levels because I wasn't out. I was always fucking inside. I always had the shades down and stuff like that kind of thing. So it's like, I think there's a big push in it now because, because of that, where people were locked in for so long and they, people like mentally, I think went a little stir crazy. Um, especially like when people were allowed to allowed out for a little bit, like remember that summer when they started like doing like the, Oh, you can drink on the sidewalk kind of thing. The wild shit that you saw people like, it was like old people acting like college kids again, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it has a lot to do with like that whole rhythm. Everybody's rhythm got thrown off and it was really weird to see how people reacted mm-hmm. when they finally were able to go back outside. I, I can attest to that because like for me, I was, I was inside like, during that time I was inside with my kids taking care of my kids all day long. My wife was still going out to work. So she works in the, in the medical field. So when they said like, you can go out, I remember I went out for a walk and that day, and I literally felt my body like, Oh my God, I fucking needed this. I needed, what is this? I needed yeah. sunlight. Like, Oh my God. Like yeah. my mood literally changed in, mm-hmm. in a walk. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember during that time after we were starting to let out and it was like summertime came, I was outside all the time and I actually got in my best shape. I was like my best shape was in like 2020. And the reason why was I was just outside without my shirt working out all the time because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. Right. So what I learned um, was that my vitamin D levels were actually a lot higher during that time. And because of that, I have this this hypothesis. I don't know if there's some research paper out there. I'm wondering if there there's some, some study. Bro science right now. Let's go. Yeah, but we're we're gonna do some bro <laughs> science. So my theory is that so everything on this planet needs the sun, right? For the most part, like plants and all those things. So your nervous system knows this, and if it's not the way that it knows this is by receiving vitamin D, mm-hmm. and if it's receiving vitamin D, then the nervous system kind of understands or should understand that there's a probably a decent amount of food source out there. So it doesn't hold on to fat. So it begins to use fat to do whatever it is that you're doing, right? At that time for myself, it was working out, right? But when your vitamin, D's are, your vitamin D is low, my hypothesis is that your nervous system is in a stress state and says, hold up, this, there's no vitamin D. That means there must be a low amount of food source because plants need vitamin D as well to be able to grow in the sun. So there must be a low amount of food source. Therefore, hold on to this fat because you don't know if this person is going to get the right nutri- nutrients in order to survive. So that was I like I didn't understand half of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Rancis, that was the closest sense? you got to sound like Rancis just now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stored but, fat, what? <laughs> but there is there is a hypothesis on... Uh, you, you guys remember mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a hypothesis that the mitochondria of your, all your cells in your body actually respond to light, that they communicate with each other through light. And they've, they've been able to, to have, to show impacts of this um, by disrupting someone's sleep, by being in a pitch dark room, and just shining a light behind their knee. And that disrupts their sleep. 
because their mitochondria, the theory is the mitochondria are responding to that light. And with that light are stimulating more activity to process, to elevate cortisol and all that stuff. So within the, the cell, they're responding, communicating and basing their, their activity basically off of the information they're receiving through that light source. So it can have a deep impact to your, your system, not to mention your, your digestive system where your stomach, your, um, what is it called? Was the, uh, no, the tummy. <laughs> no, the, the, the germs that live in your stomach that dictate, uh, what is it called? Um, microbiome. Microbiome. Yes. Thank you. Um, that the microbiome in your stomach also has a big impact, not just from the food that you're eating, but on the sun activity. So the microbiome has been, there's been a lot of research and studies showing lately how much the microbiome impacts your personality, behavior, activity, everything to the yeah. point Is where- Is that why I get hangry? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, that's so scientific. Yeah. I'm just there not being a baby. It's a scientific thing that my, my tummy critters are getting angry. Yeah. You know, there's a hypothesis that says, or a theory, this doctor that came out with it, that says that we're really being controlled by bacteria and we're just like the... Just the, a big robot that... The big robot control. that's controlled by bacteria. Like the faculty. You guys remember the movie The Faculty? Mm. Josh Hart in it. There was Elijah Wood. No, you guys got to watch that then. Because mm. it's a, these, little, these little aliens start crawling into everybody's ears. They take over school. And they and they basically take over these people. There's like invasion of the body snatchers, essentially. Yeah, that's, that's but it's with these little parasites that that start doing it. And there's like one like queen parasite kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, highly recommend it. You guys should definitely watch the faculty. It's a great fucking movie. It came out like 1999. Usher's in it. Like there's every young actor that you can think of is in it. Uh, but that it reminded me exactly of it. That theory yeah, that's right what there. it. That's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, and be, I, I'm not against that. That might be a real thing. <laughs> it, I mean, there's a doctor that says that it's possibly real, and there's, it's it, it's okay. the reason why is because of the it controls our dopamine and serotonin, mm. right? So okay. a lot of our neural, like our stomach, has almost, if not the same amount of neural networks that our brain does, right? So there's three components that have like. Uh, those same type of cells, neural cells, which is your your stomach, your heart, and your brain. And if you think about it, those are probably the areas that you make the decisions with in your life, right? So most of it, yeah, yeah. So just just to support that, there's first of all, they're doing like fecal transplant for people. This fecal matter, like they put shit in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. someone else's. They're putting like Dude. clean poop in somebody's stomach. I don't know like if it's healthy clean. poop. It's healthy. Yeah, like healthy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean healthy. so this wild. is the studies that they've done with this is like they've taken a depressed person and a healthy, mentally healthy person, and they've transplanted the fecal matter from one to the other. Yeah. The person that was mentally healthy became depressed, and the person that was depressed became mentally healthy. Simply by changing their microbiome. Oh, that's interesting. I always hear things like you hear like 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 urban legends of like when somebody gets like a transplant, like a, from an organ and stuff like that. Like they start like having like memories mm -hmm. from that person who that they got their organ donated from and stuff like that. They might start taking on like personality traits. So that's that's really interesting. So that's that's, that's actual that's actually kind of true too. So the study of epigenetics. 
is that. So trauma passed down from our great, 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 great parents, right? It's embedded yeah. in our DNA to help us survive. So like if your if your great, great, great grandfather was in a war yeah. and knew how to fight and box and all of these things, right? Theoretically, it could be passed down to you, mm. right? Because it was a mechanism used to survive during that time. So it says, oh, this is information that's needed in order to survive. Hence why right. some people may have be talented at certain things like boxing or fighting or any mm-hmm. of those. Now I just wanted my dad's love. That that's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in the thinking I wasn't his daughter anymore. So I just started picking up fighting. <laughs> your, dad, your, dad, your dad was a fighter though. He was a wrestler. Yeah, he wrestled. Yeah. I'm, yeah. he was he was a top wrestler though in that. Yeah, in no, he was really time. good. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. I mean, you have to pick up something from that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Dodge the chocolate, you know. <laughs> you know, but no, that's it. Oh, one last thing. Going back to the whole sunlight thing and like how that affects people. It's really interesting. Like when you think about like people who get put into like solitary confinement in prison and stuff like that, like how like they start going crazy. And, you know, and it's not just like a, it's not just like, oh, like you're, you're staring at a fucking brick wall for the entire time. Like it has to do a lot with with your genetics and stuff like that from what you guys were talking about. I never thought of it that way until just now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, absolutely. Like not only is your mind fucking losing it, like your, your body is literally going fucking crazy because it doesn't have that source anymore. Well, that I mean, go- yeah, go ahead, Francis. I was just going to say that goes like what you just said, that goes into the point of like what we talk about, like the body is not the mind and the body, the body is just simply an extension of the mind is one of the ways that the mind interacts and absorbs information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think uh, like, if you think about mental health disorders and it being passed down, the the nervous system doesn't really know what is best for survival, right? It's guessing. (laughs) It's just evolution, right? It keeps trying things. So like schizophrenia and, you know, bipolar and all these different things that exist that, could you could be genetically predisposed to is already in your cellular information or in your DNA as a possibility or a tool or a mechanism to try to survive a piece of trauma that occurs. So like people, they experience these things because, uh, what was I going to say? I'm saying like, for example, I'm thinking about my grandfather, right? My grandfather was a schizophrenic, right? And the reason he was, was because in the Korean war, his job was solely to uh, bury the bodies of dead soldiers. That was his job. Number one job. That's it. That's all he did for like six years in the Korean War. Right? So because of that, yeah, he became a schizophrenic. Right? And in my family, there's there's possibilities of that going into play. So theoretically, I'm more predisposed to that mental health disorder and anything that can push my nervous system into a traumatic state can trigger that tool or mechanism in order to survive. Interesting. And it, that's why I'm saying the nervous system doesn't really know what's good or bad. It's okay. just guessing on essentially what is the best trait for survival. Hmm. And it does that with everything. Yeah. That's, I, I, I love that, that. Boy, point because it really falls fundamentally to the idea of like, what is evolution, right? People, in my opinion, have a, have a 
an idea of evolution which is supported by mm-hmm. that that vision that we see with evolution which is an image of like, like the yeah. monkey becoming a person right that is this linear thing that is like oh everything is purposeful and intentional it's not it's just like random things whatever doesn't get you killed keeps keeps going right it's not intentional it's not like oh these are the best the best uh set of thumbs that we could have created or the best whatever it's just simply we didn't die from this so we kept it that's yeah. literally what it is if this thing made you trip up and die then okay that gets deleted we'll try some more shit and and that is what essentially what evolution is so there's there is really no such thing as like oh this is good this is the bad this is it's all just a guessing game and it's like oh i just tried something random and it worked out here and now it's this really cool feature it's called an ear you know (laughs) that's literally what it is so not to not continue i'm sorry so I was just gonna say bring to bring it back to to like the topic of what we're we're talking about with like all these like uh, hacks, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's looking at these behaviors in that way, where we get to kind of trick this survival system into applying something that we want out of life. So we want we do ice baths. Why? Because this whole evolutionary road, it clicks something along that road that ends up giving us this one benefit that we're like, oh, this is this is helpful. We can use this, especially with the situation we're dealing with now. This is helpful. Or the sunlight. Oh, let's do this because, again, evolutionary randomness of it all. So it's just about hacking the the, the system that is being human. Sure. Yeah. You know, not when you think about it like that, this wonderful pool that's behind me. I was a little, I, I think I'm the only person here right now who was bummed to find out that it was heated. Mm-hmm. I jumped in. I was like, it's warmer than it is outside. <laughs> like, this is, thank you. But <laughs> I wanted to jump into like a cold, refreshing pool. And I jumped into a very large hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, but like, fuck, I'm sweating. <laughs> you know, uh, Jay, this just, that just reminded me of, of what you had said a couple podcasts ago with, being grateful right that's like mm-hmm. you know you were resistant to it and it's like oh this kind of fucking works <laughs> and that's that's really the thing with all, with all this stuff yeah it's like and and the whole purpose of like oh ice baths in the morning and and doing meditation and doing whatever it's the difference between like hey this is something that you're you're going to build up over time and you're going to train yourself to change your perspective by doing these things, right? It's going to change your perspective. It's going to change your homeostasis. It's going to change your adaptability. And that's what, that's the positive side of it. But as soon as you bring in this concept of like, I need to do this because that's the only way I can be successful so on and so forth. Now it just becomes a, an anxiety producing activity. That's only going to facilitate that anxiety. Yeah. I think that's well said. And on that note, let's not forget that everybody can like, subscribe, and comment on our YouTube page. Uh, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you can find a podcast. Um, please comment. Tell us what things you like to do in the mornings. Tell us what things you think are fucking bullshit. Um, I don't necessarily do ice baths, but you know what I do like to do in the morning? 
aside from play with myself is go spar. I like to I like to fight at like six o'clock in the morning because like the day can't get much harder than getting punched in the face. And there's something wonderful about like by seven thirty if I have a black eye I'm like. Days like how much worse can the day get? <laughs> I already got punched in the face repeatedly. Like it can't get much worse, kind of thing. So like for my mental thing, like that always helps me for some reason. And um, I've yeah. learned to like it really enjoy having like hard workouts or like hard sparring early in the morning. It mm. puts things into perspective, right? It it really does. Like even like on my Sundays for sparring and stuff like that, like. It starts at like 9.30 when people start getting there. I get there when the gym opens at 7. And I'm mm-hmm. like, run three miles, do the jump rope, get a sweat in, like do like all my exercise. And then the first guy who's in there, I'm like, you want to spar? <laughs> I'll spar anybody. I, there's a 70-year-old man who who comes in. He's a sweetheart. And I don't like, we we move around and, you know, I, I go really, really, really light with him. But even him, I'm like, let's go. Let's. I need somebody. Somebody needs to hit me. I need you to hit me to wake me up. And that's my way of waking up is by getting hit. I And I think it's because my parents never really hit me. I really think that's what it comes down to. I think they just love me too much and I need this. <laughs> also, you know, I was great for way too long. <laughs> you know what's really amazing about all of this is like people need to understand the, the backstory with Jay. Like <laughs> the lazy that he was. <laughs> like... I invited him for years to come train in the morning for boot camp. He would just give me the middle finger and like, no, no way. Uh, yeah. Hey, Jay, let's try to eat this instead of that. And he's like, yeah. I'm having McDonald's okay. after this. Like, like this, this is amazing. Yeah. 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 I'm counting my calories. Fucking 2,300 calories a day now. Oh, That's nice. where we're at. Yeah. That's good. Have you dropped weight? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 166 right now. Oh, so it's nice. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, like, like how we were talking, it's two pounds. I'm trying to do like two pounds a week and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a hot dog earlier, but without the bun, it felt very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure to lock eyes with Ashley while I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no fork. I didn't cut it. I just. <laughs> like Francis did the other day. Yeah, well, no, he stuck a fork in it. He stuck a fork in his sausage and just ate it. Like didn't cut it. <laughs> I straight up fucking grabbed that thing. And just looked at <laughs> Didn't smile. Nothing. Just got real wide eyed. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> Mindset, you ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about <laughs> at least i waited this long to say something fucked up <laughs> wait i'm curious to know if there's any other podcast that that gives you some valuable educational material and dick jokes at the same time <laughs> <laughs> i just try to steer that plane straight into the ground <laughs> like human doesn't do this <laughs> guys we give you way more than human does and we do it in less than than, than an hour <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ninety four hours. <laughs> Although we were starting to trek, getting longer and longer. With that no, being I said, think this I is think good. we're right at I think we found a good spot. So on this note, guys, thank you. I think we learned a lot. I learned actually I learned a lot this podcast. Oh nice. Both lost me a little bit, sorry to talk like you. <laughs> but surprisingly enough, Rancis this time, the fucking 
I understood ranches today. I don't know what's <laughs> happening in the world. <laughs> Maybe I've been outside all day, and I think that might be it. I got you got some more sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got more sun. It's making Your mitochondria is lit up. <laughs> lit up. I'm about to go jump in that pool right now. <laughs> but wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> On that note, guys, thank you so much. Um, and we'll we'll talk soon. Yeah, check us out on vitaproject.com or find the podcast on Mindset You. Jason here with Mindset You, and I just want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and watching us every week. Since Mindset You is taking a different approach, we need your help coming up with new topics of stuff that you want to hear so that we can give you the best quality possible and the best content possible in general. It's fun. Come on, help us out. Help us help you. Anyway, you can head over to vetoproject.com to watch any of the old episodes, any of the new upcoming episodes that are coming. You could also check us out on Instagram and on YouTube and anywhere else that you could possibly think of that you want us to be. Let us know. We'll be there. All right. Thank you so much.